Hey guys, welcome to another podcast. Um, we just did a quickie this time. I was out at uh, Rebecca Baruki from Bexlife.com. I was out at the uh, Baruki farm. They just got this incredible land over there with goats and chickens and children. And uh, it's just really cool to spend time with her and uh, and her husband, Justin, and the kids. And uh, I went out there to do uh, a series of videos for 2015 for Bexlife.com. And uh, it was sort of like a Q&A, uh, detox uh, Q&A video series that we did. So after we were done filming, uh, we decided to do a podcast, just a quickie, to sort of get into some of the concepts a little more deeply, to answer some of the questions uh, that we uh, didn't get to to answer in the videos. And um, somewhere along the lines, we started talking and then uh, answering some questions. And then Rebecca got into a really intense and graphic and wonderful story about the delivery um of her uh of her last child Annabelle and um <clears throat> uh so this 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 is really uh a podcast about um childbirth and hypnobirthing and uh it's pretty cool it's a good time and it's a quick one so um guys thanks so much for listening um you could find us on iTunes you can go to everydaydetox.org you can sign up for the newsletter uh you can also Go to YouTube, watch these podcasts, and uh, if you would please just comment and rate us and give us thumbs up, and uh, that would be great. I'd appreciate it so much. So um, anyway, I think we were talking about, uh, we started off talking about um, Durian Rider and Freely and Rotel 4, because someone had a question about them, um, and they come up all the time, and they just give so much to talk about because they're constantly making videos and sort of pushing boundaries of other diet philosophies and things like that. So uh, we had started talking about them. So let's just drop in there right now and um, welcome. So I guess I, I had made a comment um, about that on something because someone in the questions that we had earlier, somebody said like, why don't you like Freely's diet or something mm-hmm. like that? I don't remember ever making that comment. But um, the one thing that I, you know, I, I agree with them on the vegan thing. I mm-hmm. love that they bring a lot. I love that they mix up the whole scene and, and cause all this controversy. And, and, and it's just, I mean, look, do we both watch it? I watch it. You know, it's like, it's, it's fun to watch. Um, only for research. For research? I don't watch it for entertainment. What are you researching? I want to see what people, what she's saying. You want to see what people are listening to? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing that in all of my experience with food, and this is the big place, and this is why I probably would disagree with them as far as food quantity and stuff like that is I, there's this idea that we, we survive on carbohydrates, which is great because, you know, you, you and I both, we both love fruit. We both eat fruit. Everything's cool. Um with that part of it, but it's this volume thing. And there's this idea of we have animals in nature look for calories all the time. So we should constantly be eating and carving up and carb the fuck up and carb the fuck up. And that's, that's their whole thing. Carb the fuck up. Mm. I don't know how they made an entire series of videos for like five years to say they eat, eat carbs. Like that's all they say in every video. It's amazing. It's like the same thing. It's amazing. Um, it's but like the plot of every sitcom is identical. In, in my- <laughs> so, you don't need new material. In my experience, though, in my personal life and clinically, is that detox and health happens in emptiness. It happens mm-hmm. in the breaks between food. It happens with lightening of things, not eating massive amounts of food all the time. It doesn't mean that we can't overeat on good food sometimes. We have to like put rules and stuff around that. But um, the constant needing for food, otherwise feeling out of balance, is a symptom of not really being clean and efficient chemically, biochemically. Okay, but you're really skinny. 
And I eat good, healthy I food. I mean, people are going to, they're going to say that. They're going to say I'm really skinny. Yeah. Okay. But what is, but... so, okay. You're really skinny because you're, you have this whole like absence thing and you eat very little. You don't eat a lot. And you say it's because your body is very efficient and let's look to men more. Um, who say like, I don't want to be skinny. Like I want to be big or I want to have a lot of muscle and that requires a lot of food and a lot of calories. Well, this is this, this is this is the mind creating an image and the, and then physically manipulating your body to get it. Women that want to lose weight that don't need to lose weight, and men that want to gain muscle that um, goes beyond what they would normally be able to accomplish in the natural world. Moving, it's just our minds trying to create something that's not a reality and make it a reality. And we can do it, and we've done it. We, you know, sure. you see Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then you see people that you know that get really thin in an unhealthy way too. Um, we're just trying to shape our bodies around that. So. Um, where are we going with that? I no, that was a said, good answer. No, that yeah. was a good answer because they're the going to say, thing. I don't want that. I don't want to be – so, okay, so you don't want that, but know then that your quest for having these, like, big giant muscles is – I mean, that's not necessarily healthy. That's not no. necessarily what the picture of health is. It is for a very short amount of time when you could knock a tree down and lift a car, and then as you age, it, it catches up to you. Why Dr. would you Bish- ever need to do that? It's just a male thing, you know? <laughs> um, but, you know, when I lift weights, though, I gain muscle. When sure. I sit in front of the computer and I write books and I do podcasts, like, yes, I do, I, you know, I do get skinnier and I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I have, I have a rough food dude's body. Like I don't have, you know, but when I, but when I do train, I mean, God, my, just a few months ago when I was riding, you know, 28 miles a day in Maine up, up inclines all day and my legs looked amazing. I was like, wow, that's great. They were like muscular shredded. They were, it was totally cool. Um, that happens when I do exercise, resistance exercise, lifting weights, things like that. Yeah. I, I get bigger. I'm not going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger ever. And I don't want to, because it's a manipulation and it's not reality and it has consequences Mm -hmm. yeah no that was a really good answer that's something that we haven't discussed before that um yeah i would like to talk about a lot more is you know like yes this diet may not help you to achieve this look but this look is not something to necessarily strive for if you're looking for health yeah it's a false image. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dr. Bishy would always say, you know, he goes, I'm very skinny. He goes, but I choose to be. He goes, at my age, and this is when he was 70, like 77 or something. He's like, I like to be thin. He's so old. And move. Yeah, he's 80, 86 now. And he's like, you know, he goes, I like to be able to move and move freely. He's like, I don't yeah. want to be bigger than I am now. He's mm-hmm. like, you know. So um, I'd rather have the diet I have now without the inflammation, being thin, being able to move, being able to run and, you know, and not get bulked up. But But, yeah, that's what that is. It's just this weird idea that we think we need to look like we're, we're not gorillas we, we had a lot of questions we only answered a few of them today but what i was thinking about someone was saying they needed to lose weight and i eat really clean but i still have this weight on my body that was one of the questions yeah, yeah. and i was thinking it get it, yeah, of course i'd have to sit down with someone to really know what was going on with them but women especially like hormonally like there's fat that needs to be on the body and mm-hmm. i don't i'm not a hormone i don't know that much about hormones at all um but i know that when women get into raw foods or when they're high endurance athletes and they lose and they don't have body fat, that their periods go away and their hormones get yeah. out of whack because women need body fat. Yeah. You know? Well, I can say this. Uh, I'll talk about personal experience. So here I am right now. I, I, I eat well. Um, I sleep well. I'm nursing a baby. I just had a baby. So she's um, almost three months old. So I'm full-time nursing, on-demand feeding, um, all of that good attachment parenting thing. So I feel that my body right now is as – exactly where it should be. Like right now my body is perfect. So I still have a little weight around my midsection. I'm still carrying a little bit in my hips and thighs. Um, 
I'm not at the height of my, you know, my muscle, <laughs> which makes me sad, but I'm not lifting and, you know, working out all the time. But this is, this is my perfect body for me, mm-hmm. whether I like it or not. And it's serving you no matter what. Yeah. It's the trust. Did we, did we talk about that in the podcast or no. just earlier? There's this lack of trust when it comes to the body. So symptoms. People think that mm-hmm. escaping symptoms is going to get them well. I don't feel good if I if I take the pain away, then all of a, then I feel better, then I'm then I'm better. But they're not because whatever was moving chemically in their body was just shut down. That process was shut down, and that's tricky for people. It's hard, you know. As a practitioner, it's hard because I'll, I'll be working with someone and I know that they're ninety nine percent going through a detox, and they're like, "Mike, I have fevers. I was throwing up all night. I feel out of balance. I feel," mm-hmm. and I want to say, "Go with it." Mm-hmm. But I'm also a colonic therapist and a nutritional counselor, and I am not. A medical doc. I don't mm. have, you know, I don't want to put myself out there, but I know what the right answer is. Ninety-nine percent. It's hard. The symptoms of actually being sick and having a problem, and the symptoms of healing, could be exactly the same. But I think that, again, I'm not a medical doctor. I think that the more you're in this practice, it's called a practice of eating well, movement, whatever it is, you get to know yourself in a way that it will be very clear to you when the symptoms are right and when they're wrong. And that's why I, like, I feel like I'm in that place. So, and, and like a little light bulb came up and body changes are symptoms. Like the way my body looks and is shaped even over, let's say nine months of a pregnancy and then postpartum or whatever, that's all a symptom of whatever is going on with me. And it's, it's good. So this is, a good indicator that I'm doing the right thing and I need to accept that. And I write about that too. Like you don't have to love your body all the time to respect it and know that it's working well for you. Mm -hmm. Like I do not love the stage of the way my body looks because it's not ideal as attractive in my mind or what I would be attracted to, but that's okay because I know where it's supposed to be. So I'm not going to do anything to mess it up or manipulate it or change it before it's ready. I'm just I'm just gonna wait it out till I can you know go back to the gym and do whatever I do. Right, and you yeah. can accept the reality of that your body's yeah. trying to take care of you and it's exactly where it needs to be. You're writing books on kind of spirituality and meditation now. <clears throat> Not spirituality. Not spirit. Well, okay, you, you wrote. You were <laughs> my talk- editor would kill me if I said that. You were talking about agent. writing something about like sometimes you hate your body and it's okay. Yeah, I'm sneaking it in. So you write. There's actually something really important I want to talk to you about, but I have to pee so bad. So I'm going to go pee. <laughs> and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. <laughs> I've been holding it for seven hours yeah, now. <laughs> all right. I could think again. Am I just like I, rambling like a lunatic? No, no. You're not rambling at all. Perfect. All right. I hate being out of control. I could think again. You're not out of control. We're in complete control here. Can I tell you one thing, though, about this baby and what I believe to be true? And I don't care if anyone thinks that I'm wrong. I believe that she is calmer. (laughs) She was the nurse. But she is this magical, sweet, really chill baby. I think because of my practice being so different when I was pregnant and I was meditating and I just had this uh, this happiness about me and joy about the pregnancy that I haven't had in the past. Like, you know, always happy to have kids and all that, but very different with this one. And yeah. I think that she's just, I, I don't know if I drew her towards me saying like, this is the person that I need in my life right now. 
um, or it was she was a result of you know me feeling better during pregnancy. But she's awesome. I know you just want to nurse you, though. You told me your your first text to me was this was primal. You said it was like this was like a, a, a primal pregnancy. Really? Oh, delivery, delivery. Oh, oh, god. Primal by meaning. Was she born here? Was she she born was in... born upstairs, yep. Oh, that's great. In my bed. That's great. It was the most beautiful day. I did hypnobirthing, and it was... Um, I know, sweetheart. Honey, you want to just walk around with her for two seconds? I did hip... I know, I wanted her, but now she's like... She's mad because she's sitting still and looking at Johnny Cash. Um, I did the hypnobirthing, so the whole entire day... My husband and I um, labored on our own, like by ourselves. The midwives were on call. We went and visited them in the morning just to check and see where I was. And we came back to the farm and we walked around and petted the goats and took pictures. And I was, you know, getting through my my labor pains or surges um, really peacefully, just kind of like rocking it out and taking long walks. It was such an amazing experience. I mean, this could be a whole video. I've yet to make the video for my channel. I really want to talk about this labor experience. But second stage labor, when the baby comes out, it gets raw. Like, there's no amount of hypnobirthing that's going to make it okay. But it was it was just really awesome. Like, I was excited about it. I was excited even about the pain. A hypnobirthing. So this mm-hmm. is a drug-free delivery. Oh, well, yeah. And they, Summer was a drug-free delivery, too. Yes, yes. Yeah. At home, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about the other children? The other three were in a hospital, and I home. had two epidurals and then one without. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so drug-free delivery. What, hypnobirthing. I saw the, the, the things, and it's just... You know, I'm I'm not going to be giving birth anytime soon, so I didn't read what hypnobirthing was. Hypnobirthing is basically okay. So it's hypnosis to help you through the um, birthing process, and all hypnosis is self hypnosis. So people think of, of of hypnosis as like the guy with like the watch or whatever doing something to you. Hypnosis is not that at all. It's you reframing your own thoughts with the assistance of like a guide, a hypnotherapist, hypno coach. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting yourself there basically. Yeah, I put myself yeah. there and I already had experience in hypnosis and with self-hypnosis. So I was, I went there easily. Um, but it's reframing things about like pain. So pain isn't scary. Like the contractions aren't scary. Rather they're surges that bring my baby to me. It's like this reframe of thought. So I love this already. This is some yeah. Tony Robbins stuff right here. Reframing a situation. Well, yeah. Like he make- didn't invent it. No, I know, but, <laughs> but he made, but he but he maybe, brought it to me. Maybe he did hypnobirthing. No, but it's um, but but that's all what hypnosis is. Yeah. It's just looking at a situation, whether it's a past situation or something that's going on now, and just changing your thoughts around it, but doing it in a way that's that's isolated. Like we can change our mind about anything at any time during the day in total consciousness, but it's that pure state when you're in hypnosis, when you're really connecting on that level. So the pain wasn't pain. Because pain is scary, right? Pain is bad. It wasn't pain. It was a feeling, a sensation that was in service to bringing my baby closer to me. And with every contraction, I knew that she was getting closer. And I was really excited. And then the visualization of my body opening up. Because what happens during labor and why it's so painful and why it doesn't happen fast enough or whatever is that you're tensing up. So everything's working against each other. So your uterus is like pulling back and like the cervix is closing. It's everything's bad when you're in pain and you're, and you're afraid. <laughs> Hypnobirthing just allowed me to, to just relax and let everything work as it should. And I had this great trust in my body that it was, that it was going to happen for me. Like this, yeah, this sucks, but it's doing what it's supposed to do. Just like my body. I don't love the way it looks right now, but it's in its perfect state. 
and oh god it was so good I was so I'm like I want to have a baby every single day I'm actually going to do really I'm, I'm actually going to do um uh, my doula certification in the spring in are March. you really that's yeah. great that I feel is like my greatest calling that's what everything has been leading up to like wow. meditation fitness nutrition everything is going to come together for me to help women get through pregnancy and through the natural birthing experience um in the best way possible in the most comfortable way possible i am like so excited wow so you entered into it you didn't fight anything you entered into it and surrendered to the whole process and it made it beautiful night and day this natural birth from my last one the last one i was mm. very afraid i didn't prepare i mean i knew my body could do it but i was so afraid and I and and to have that fear removed this time I was not afraid. It was I was screaming and yelling, but I was like, I just want this baby. I want to see my baby. Like it was crazy. Um, but it wasn't. Oh my god, take me to the hospital. I can't do this. Or I'm, you know, it hurt so bad. It wasn't that. It was just like the last. Can I get a little graphic? So there's something that happens with my body where it, I never dilate to ten centimeters. I always go to kind of nine and a half. And then the doctor or whatever. So 10 is where... The baby comes out. It's been 23 years since I had a baby. So it's, it's, 10 is the where the baby comes yeah. out. Okay. There's always like this little lip of my cervix that doesn't like happen. And uh, <laughs> so the midwife has to pull it back for me. Mm. That hurts like a mofo. Like mm. that's... It's like ring of fire. It's bad. So she was like, I'm going to do it. Last time I fought her. I fought her for six hours. I said, you're not going to do it. You're not going to touch me. You're not going to touch me. This time I was like, do it. Pull me back, and it was like, ah! baby flies out. Usually it's the head, and then it's the shoulders, and then we get, she, like a rocket. <laughs> like, and I felt the whole thing. If I could just tell women the only reason to do it naturally, I don't even care, like, about, like, the drugs and whatever and getting the baby. I mean, I do care about that, but that, that 10 seconds where that rush, that you rush of hormones and dopamine and all the natural stuff that happens <gasps> it's everything like relaxes best. your whole body relaxes at that point it's, or is it still contracting it's like or? you're flying really it's like you're flying so grab the baby I see the baby I'm like give her to me I grabbed her I grabbed her so hard that the placenta actually like pulled really tight <laughs> like she was like you have to loosen her up a little bit I was so excited she nursed immediately she was like wriggling and like going up she nursed it was <sighs> Can I please have another baby right now? She knows you're talking about her. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. So I'm not going to do it again. I have five kids, but I really want to be there while other women do it and just and just tell them how amazing it is. How amazing it is to see what your body can do. It will change you. It's not a throwaway. It's not like, oh, whatever. If the baby comes out healthy, it's fine. However she gets here. It isn't that. It is not a throwaway. This experience, you are meant to have this experience. I'm so jacked up right now. <laughs> I can tell. I'm so glad you shared this story, though. I think a lot of people are going to really connect to it. I think oh, a lot of women are going to connect to it. So cool. Because one of the things we talked about earlier today is the disconnection. Why is it so hard to know what to eat? Why is it so hard? Well, because we're disconnected, and you're talking about from connecting birth. to a very primal process. Yeah. We're disconnected from birth. We're not when we do the drugs and all that. We're not just disconnecting ourselves from pain. We're also disconnecting the baby from the experience. The baby gets that rush of hormones too. Mm. All of that. Why? I know you don't want to feel pain, but why rob your baby of that? It starts day one. And what what could those drugs be doing? They go through the, they go into the baby. Absolutely. I mean, what could that? That's got to be you your know. doctor will say that they won't. And this is one part where I will I will just say like, don't listen to your doctor because the drugs do go to the baby, and there is a difference in the baby and their behaviors afterwards, especially immediately after when they need to nurse. Mm-hmm. 
and w- so many women have issues with milk supply and the baby being awake enough to nurse so that it, if you don't get it in those first few days, then you might have missed it completely. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying because if the if you don't start the process, it won't continue. There was a big yes. con- there was a big controversy with Nestle about this because they <sighs> they pushed a, a formula in I don't remember where it was, but I think it was a third world country, and they got all these women on it. And then when the women ran out of money to buy the formula, their their breasts and they couldn't also produce didn't milk have, anymore. They also didn't have enough clean water supply to be able to mix the to formula. mix it. It was there was a whole bunch of issues happening there. But yeah, yeah um, and Nestle won't stop. They they keep making that. Yeah, yeah, they're still doing the same stuff. But yeah, so natural birth, we it's so that's, exciting. No, that's epic. That's and it's very- and it's not. And I don't feel special in that regard. I'm just like another woman, like women are being told that they can't do it and the percentage of women who can't do it either have a natural birth or can nurse is so small with nursing specifically it's under five percent so uh, women and every woman i meet is the exception they're saying like i couldn't nurse i couldn't nurse i'm meeting way too many i'm meeting way more than five percent of the women they're saying they can't nurse and the numbers show that women aren't nursing um they're just being told wrong. It's not them having bad intentions or being lazy or whatever. It's definitely not their bodies failing them. It's their doctors failing them. It's just the media failing them. There's a, there's a lot of things that are going wrong. And I just want to be the voice that says, you can do it. You were made to do this. So. Did you ever see the film Babies? With the three babies around the world? Yeah. Yeah. And do you remember they had, I think it was Africa, um, uh, one of the countries in Africa. <laughs> yeah. And the baby was like chewing on a rock and, and like grabbing its mom. And, and, that, and like pooping and she would like wipe it on the leg. It, she'd wipe it right off her leg. Like <laughs> yeah. it was not, though, I mean, what, that child probably knows what to eat more than we do. And when you see what mm-hmm. happens with the Japanese baby and the American baby, it's like, because you don't know what to do. You're all, you just like sterilized in this thing with this fake light on you. And it's like, you're not in a natural environment from the start. Of course we're disconnected. The one part of my life where I'm so connected and it's like, it's completely unpolluted is my connection with this baby, even more so than any other baby, just because I'm open to it. Even her poop smells good to me and triggers a response hormonally in me Mm. that I've never experienced before. Like I smell her poop. It smells sweet to me and it feels like I need to be close to her because I have to clean her up. And her her breath after I breastfeed her is intoxicating. I can't. I I can hardly put it into any other words. That's not weird to me at all. I think I think when when people eat well and the babies are breastfeeding and eating the right stuff, I've I've always noticed that it, baby poop doesn't smell bad. Mm-mm. Babies it's that sweet, have like formula and weird foods and things, and the parents eat weird foods, it smells Putrid. horrible. It smells like fucking dog shit sometimes, mm-hmm. and you're like, whoa, change that baby. But it's not. It's not. That's not the normal smell of crap. But you know? I, even just I could it's like I'm making something like all breast milk is different like none of it is formula is a formula yeah all breast milk is different so I'm it's all good for you though like we like trade and stuff I was nursed off of my my aunt when my mother got sick so my she like played wet nurse for a little bit and nursed me so that was cool um, but I hold on was your aunt breastfeeding at the time yes 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 okay she was breastfeeding my cousin I don't know look I, <laughs> I'm you know, sorry you, I was I was ready to be I was ready to be fascinated no, I was like no. wow you can do that no I didn't know no, okay. I mean you can do couple they, people have done that but she didn't do that she was nursing my cousin people have done that they weren't they hadn't been pregnant and they had yeah. and they start producing milk just there was just a really their... interesting story about a lesbian couple who had a baby and um they the both of them were nursing the baby mm-hmm 
I didn't I didn't even know yep. that was possible. It is possible. I know that women's periods sync up and there's definitely mm-hmm. connection there. I know that I've I've you know, no I've known that but did not know. It's that a long process of like having a baby suckle and do like the whole thing, but yeah, milk will come. And mm-hmm. your body knows when the baby like, it's interesting. Earlier today you knew you were like, No, no, I know that she's she's about to wake up because I was filling up. up. You, we're on you know. we're on a a schedule together. But yeah, so her breath smells so good and I smell it, and I'm like, Oh and but that's the connection. That's what we need. And I think that this is what women are not told happens. This is what happens. That you will become so hyper-connected and you become connected to your baby. You become more connected with yourself. We're supposed to have this relationship. This is the miracle of the biology and the physicality of being here. And these are the experiences that we're supposed to experience to feed our soul. When I say, you know, we are not our bodies, but who are we without them? Like, it has to happen. This is a spiritual experience that I'm having that I could not have if I didn't have a body. I, like, want to go smell her breath right now. Well, let's... uh, (laughs) let's, I just talked so long about the baby. Thank you for sharing that. No, that was powerful. That was good stuff. And speaking of the baby, let's let's give uh, the baby her mommy back. Okay. Um, Thank you so much for doing a podcast with me. No, thank you. My friends, thank you for watching. Um, Bexlife.com. You can watch all the videos that we shot today. They'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks, um, over the next couple of weeks. And uh, for more podcasts, everydaydetox.org. And we'll see you guys next time.